407 on KDKA, Rick Dayton on your radio, and Norm Mitry joining us on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. He is the president and the chief executive officer of the Heritage Valley Health System, three hospitals plus other medical providers here in southwestern Pennsylvania, Allegheny, Beaver County as well. Norm, it's good to have you on the program. Happy Halloween. How are you? Happy Halloween to you also. Is there any truth to the fact that people who eat Mounds bars and Almond Joys end up in the emergency room? No, I'm kidding. We were talking about candy that people that I don't like and what other people don't like. And and, and coconut is sort of one of those love it or hate it kind of things. I don't think there's a lot of people who are neutral on coconut, you know? I hate it. Okay, you and I agree. Complete I'm agreement. With you. I hate it. C- completely Absolutely. in agreement on that one. Hey, before we get uh, the lo- the phone lines lighting up on that topic again, I want to talk to you about what seems to be contract negotiations that are kind of going on very publicly these now these days now, and it has to do with payers and providers sort of going back and forth in the press. And we're talking about the spotlight that really is shining there. The number of communities that are continuing to see these disputes played out in the media. Have you noticed this too? Do you you think this is a trend within your business? I do think it's a trend, and I think you're going to see more and more of this in the future. I think like, what's really important for your listeners to remember is they are members to a health plan. They're the members, sometimes what's called the attributed members in a health plan. The health plans come out, and they sell the members all types of items to, if you will, recruit them Mm -hmm. because the payers want as much membership as possible and that increases their revenue. That's the payer side. When the members then who have an insurance plan go for care, the care is provided by providers. And what has really transpired since COVID, it was before COVID, but it really escalated uh, through and after COVID is this, And we've talked about this before in your program. It's what's called observation patients. So someone comes in for a knee replacement or hip replacement, and pre-COVID, that would have been an inpatient admission. Mm -hmm. And that person would have come in, they would have had the joint replaced, they would have stayed overnight, maybe two nights, and that would have been an an inpatient admission, and the patient would have gone home. And the provider um, would have been paid for the inpatient stay. Now what happens is they come in for their procedure of a knee, uh, a knee or a hip, and that's performed, and we bill that, but the patient may still have to stay overnight, and most of them do. I will tell your listeners that. And we don't get paid for that because it's an observation patient along with a procedure. So from the patient's perspective, they're not seeing any real difference But from the provider perspective, we're being paid a lot less, and the payers are keeping much more of the revenue, or I'll say the cash that they collect from the members. That's why these these, uh, debates and these disputes, if you will, are becoming more public, because the only way we're going to correct this is if we can align the payers, the providers, and the members to understand how this works because what will happen over time uh clearly there'll be less and less providers and the members ultimately will suffer because there won't be enough providers Mm -hmm. so you think about this whole this this whole progression we've talked about this a few times on your show 
it is really important for people to understand how health care works. And especially if you're buying Medicare Advantage plans, because frankly, you're buying it through an insurer and they have things called zero deductible plans and, and zero premium plans. But who ends up shouldering a lot of that expense would be the providers not being paid for services uh, and services being, if you will, the service isn't denied, the payment's denied. So, for example, as a member, you come, you get your blood drawn, you get an X-ray, you get an MRI, you get whatever. And uh, there's there's certain insurance carriers in our service area that just automatically denies the payment. Then we have to go and fight for it with whether it's uh, nursing professionals, case managers, or actually physicians spend a lot of time talking to physicians at health plans to justify the care that the patient receives so we as providers can be paid. That's why you're seeing more and more of this across the country. And you also have organizations, you know, I want to say threatening. We have organizations across the country who are pulling out of certain health plans. I think you'll see more of that in the years to come also, Rick. Norm, this seems to me almost that the insurers get to make the decision that they get to make the call on care. Let's go back to the example you mentioned about maybe a knee or a hip replacement, right? Before you might have kept somebody in there for observation overnight to make sure that there's not clotting, to make sure that they can get up and down, that they can move around appropriately, that there are no setbacks after a pretty significant procedure, whereas an insurer says, nope, you got to go home. Why does the insurer get to make the call on the care? Why not a clinician? So just for clarity for your listeners, the clinician does make the call. We just might not be paid for But that's it. what I'm saying. I mean, the insurance company, in essence, yeah. is saying we're not going to pay. So they are making a call. Yeah, well, they're making the call on paying the provider. But I, I want your listeners to know that, you know, clearly the physicians and case managers, they do not discharge anyone before their time if they're not safe. Got it. Patient Got safety it. still yeah. comes first. Yeah. And so what that means is, is, you know, and you read and your listeners hear about all this. It doesn't matter if you're Heritage, Butler, St. Clair, AHN, UPMC. From a provider perspective, we are losing money. You're writing and certain so things off, right, because you're not going to get paid. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So how, right. how long can you go in a business writing things off year after year until you don't have enough revenue to cover your costs? That's the dilemma of, of healthcare finance. How much of the issue of these plans being negotiated publicly is a carryover from COVID? Because the federal government was picking up a lot of those costs, whereas now the government is not necessarily, and the insurers may be asked to cover more than they had. But how much of it is COVID carryover? Well, you have to remember during COVID, during COVID, uh, the insurers continue to be paid whether it was from the government for Medicare Advantage mm -hmm. or Medicaid Advantage, whether it was from employers, you know, uh, KDKA or Odyssey or whoever paid your premiums. And, you know, clearly through COVID, people did not show up for care anywhere near that they did pre-COVID and, and how they're showing up now. Yeah. And the insurance companies, quite frankly, are going through this process to retain as much revenue as cash as they can mm -hmm. because – they can do it. And that's why these things are becoming much more visible uh, and legally people sort of coming together 
to really talk to insurers to try to break the log jam of being paid for the services provided. Norm, thank you very much for helping us to break all this down. I very much appreciate it as we talk about payer, provider, and contract fights that seem to be more and more public these days. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, thanks a lot. Happy Halloween. Yep, happy Halloween. Norm Mitry joining us, President, Chief Executive Officer of the Heritage Valley Health System. It's 4.15 right now.